Hey friends, looks like you clicked on our awesome podcast, which is just two best friends talking about nerdy stuff, interesting stories from their lives, and reading and reacting to fictional stories found on the internet. But as with most things found on the internet, this podcast is absolutely not for children or some adults. You have been warned. everybody welcome back to the argo bargo pod i'm tyler and i'm mike and uh we've been away for a little bit we've uh, celebrated christmas and new year's and it's been good we, uh... <laughs> forgot. exactly so like and this is we'll probably talk about that throughout this episode and uh i mean you're gonna hear it super late so just whatever man i don't care <laughs> He forgot and suffered old anxiety. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, did you get your uh, electric toothbrush? Or? I did. Thank you for asking. And, <laughs> nice. Um, that was a throwaway. I was asking that as a joke. <laughs> I did. I got it. And I was very happy. I'll tell you what. I, I did pretty good with Christmas this year. And, um, nice. What? Sydney's family brought it this year. I'll just say that. Really? Okay. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Not that like anybody dropped the ball this year. Not at all. <laughs> I got lots of great gifts. I got shirts nice. that I wear all the time. I got okay. some books and stuff that are great. I was like Sydney's family. Like I felt like they got me this year, and it was nice. It was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got the electric toothbrush, and I gotta say, I am a fan. <laughs> Teeth have never been cleaner. <laughs> It, it's weird though because um it's definitely di- it's a different brushing experience but i do oh, feel sure. like i'm doing a much i feel like because it's like not big strokes going like with a toothbrush i'm like very particular like i've done this tooth okay we move on to this tooth like i feel right. like i'm probably <laughs> being more thorough about it yeah absolutely that's and, fair but it is weird feeling something vibrate in my mouth like that. That isn't like a dentist tool. Right. Yeah. And it does sound like a didgeridoo while I have my <laughs> mouth open. And it's like, while it's going. So it is weird. Uh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> so is it one of those ones that like spin or does it go like up and down? That spins. You know, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't know one that goes up and down. That That seems weird. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of goes like side to side, like it waves back and forth oh. instead of like spinning around because they're not circular. They're like an actual toothbrush head. A reciprocating brush head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that one's a different experience altogether. Yeah. Talk about oral reciprocation. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. So, uh. Yeah, you said you had a story, so I'm literally looking forward to that. Well, one. how was your Christmas? Oh, it was great. Yeah, um, we were in town for a little bit, and we got to see everybody, so that was nice. Uh, but we did have to come back early, and kind of just celebrated New Year's, just the two of us, which was different. It was a different New Year's this year for sure. Yeah. Um, 
We had a small little thing. I should not pour and talk at the same time. <laughs> we had a small little thing here. Um, yeah, we had just had a few friends over, and it was pretty good. Um, yeah, nothing too special, but it was fun. Um, nice. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, because like, <laughs> like I, because I was home for Christmas, and it's nobody's fault, because I could have stayed with my parents, but I decided to stay at my own house in part to like take better care of the cat and because right. like with like family stuff all day sometimes you want someone alone time yeah, i sure. did have one of the single saddest shopping experiences of my life <laughs> because <laughs> i was curious if a store would be open and it was and i was like i do need milk okay and so i went and got a pack of beer and a two liter of milk at a gas station on christmas eve at like 10 p.m oh my god <laughs> and i was like this is one of the sadder shopping experiences of my life oh no <laughs> like from the outside i think people would be like that looks sad i was like it's fine i need to have some coffee and stuff and like oh, beer is always nice yeah this one's for tonight and this one's for tomorrow <laughs> he will let you decide which is which yeah That's really funny. I thought you were going to say on Christmas Day, like Christmas morning, the first thing you did was went to the store and bought beer and milk. And I'd be like, oh. Fuck, that would be <laughs> fucking sad. No, I got up early and went over to my parents' place. Okay, well, that's nice. Um, Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it was kind of unfortunate. Me and Lindsay, this is our first year married, and we still had to spend Christmas apart. So that was kind of shitty, but. Yeah, I mean, that's rough, right? Like, yeah, I feel like Family, I would use I right? that as a card a lot, though. Because with me and Sydney, it's like, well, you're basically just boyfriend and girlfriend. It's like, I mean, we are common law from the definitions yeah. <laughs> in the common law. That is true. <laughs> We're spouses that way. But it's like, no, that's not serious. You're just a long-term boyfriend. Anyways, like, <laughs> and like everybody would prefer to have us, like, in-laws, you know, versus yeah. in-law. But like, of course, um but yeah it feels like less of a big deal like if i could bust out the wife card and be like hey i'm gonna be where my wife is deal with it <laughs> like i feel like i'm the person to do that though yeah i i get it i guess because like our both of our families are close enough that we can go to them and but they're not like like your whole situation is different because sydney's whole family lives in a completely different province yeah so <laughs> So, like, that's much easier to explain. Like, okay, well, we're going here. But because I can drive to both places in a day. No, uh, yeah. I'm not judging you. We get the guilt trip, you know? Yo, absolutely. That family guilt trip. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the the shock and horror I received when I was like, yeah, we might do our own thing for Christmas one year. Just like, you know. (laughs) And um, got a lot of shade for that one. Yeah, I could could see that. Well, I said I told my family this year. I was like, "This is it. This is the last one." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Next year, you're either coming to me or you don't see me. That's that's all I can do. <laughs> I mean, it's rough, but that's the reality for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my sister got me a book, and I'm okay. paraphrasing, but she went to the bookstore, and she didn't tell me the whole story. But she said, basically, my brother's a nerd-ass nerd, and he likes fancy, he likes sci-fi, get him a nerd-ass nerd book. And they're like, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so 
they got they got her a book and said he might like this, and it's called Gideon the Ninth. Okay. Um, according to the front to back cover, mm-hmm. it is about a group of lesbian necromancers in space. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I was asked later what I got for Christmas, and I I said I got a book that is sure to raise some bones, but (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty proud of that. I I thought of that off the cuff at the moment. Um, Yes. See, that's the improv. (laughs) It's getting to you. Yeah, and Erica's like, I had no idea that's what it's about. And I'm like, well, it does say on the front and back cover. (laughs) If you just took one second to read it. Yeah, my, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, no judgment though, because it's like I, I'll probably like it, but Sydney will definitely like it. So, that sounds fantastic. It, it, like I got a couple <laughs> books. I also got a history book for Christmas, and they're like, I don't know if you'll really like it. I'm like, listen, I think I'll like it, and I know Sydney will like it. So really, your batting average went up a lot. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's a ninety percent chance that one of us are gonna like it. So yeah, no. good job. Yeah, um, I got some other stuff to. Uh, I did get David's jacket. Um, nice, which I forgot about honestly until uh, they made That's me open amazing. the package, and I was like, "Oh no, oh the god!" Now I'm embarrassed. I'm too embarrassed. Put it away. Oh shit! I need to see it. <laughs> oh man, I'm putting that in my notes so that I can see it when I come home. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, David's jacket from Cyberpunk. Uh, to just, I guess I'm really cementing. I'm a nerd ass nerd. <laughs> yeah, your sister was right. I guess. <laughs> yeah, she knows you well. Can't blame her. <laughs> oh no, that's good though. I'm glad you had a good Christmas. I got lots of good stuff too. I got uh, you know, the random clothes and and shoes and. Uh, I got a few board games, which was fun. Some fancy socks, and uh, I got a Bluetooth uh, toque, actually. It plays music and stuff, so that was cool. And some other random stuff. Nice. I can't, yeah. even, I can't even remember now, but yeah, we did good. We did good. Got lots of stuff. This was one of the first years in a long time that me and Lindsay have actually exchanged gifts, so that was fun. That's got to be nice, for sure. Yeah, normally we just do like, you know, something random, go on a little like trip or something, spend very little money. But no, this year was good. I mean, both sound nice, but yeah, like doing the doing it the way you ideally want to do it is nice, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this was the first year we had our own tree, so that was cool too. <laughs> and there was no tree at this house. No decorations went up. <laughs> which was nice, frankly. I guess, you know, it was our first year married, so we were like, you know what? Maybe we should. <laughs> Why the hell not, even if we're not going to be here? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. Because <laughs> me, the, pra- the pragmatist, won out this year because the idealist left to go to go see her family. And it was just me, and I only had to open up the awful crawl space to go get some wrapping paper or whatever. Not really a right. crawl space, but, you know, the under stair storage area, oh, yeah. piece of shit area. Yeah, <laughs> the worst place in the house to store things area for sure. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's great. Did uh, did you guys get any chocolate by any chance? Um, I 
Why? <laughs> Why? Because, uh, <laughs> so, I, like, me and Lindsay pool our chocolate, right? Yeah. So. Weird, all right. <laughs> so we got, like, you know, we just put all of our chocolate in one central location. And we just kind of pick out of it, and whatever happens, happens. Communists, so, all right. <laughs> so kind of the way it worked is, like, Lindsay's mom gave her a stocking. She also gave me a stocking. And, pro- like, stockings are primarily chocolate, which is fair. And then me and Lindsay both gave each other a stocking. And then my mom gave both of us a stocking. So we had six stockings, <laughs> plus some extra random chocolate you have that we had. four legs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, we put it all in a Walmart bag. Oh, nice. And... Lindsay weighed it, and it was 21.4 pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> I bought myself a Terry's chocolate orange. And nice. I got gifted, like, one other thing of chocolate. Like, not nothing too big. Like, I didn't get, like, any chocolate. I bought myself a Terry's chocolate orange, and that was pretty much it. You had 21 pounds? 21.4 pounds of chocolate oh my god between the two of us i'm gonna harass you the way you harass me and we'll be checking in like how many pounds are left and it's if 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 a whole number has changed if a full like digit, yeah, there's a problem yeah it's been a bad week hey listen <laughs> tyler i'm no doctor but if you're measuring your chocolate consumption in pound Yeah, I just thought that would be interesting to share because oh uh, that's, that's a lot of so chocolate. Funny, I want to graph <laughs> like the, bag is, the weight of the bag chocolate. is heavy. I I want to graph the weight of chocolate change over time. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay Lindsay pulled all the chocolate and put it all in the bag, and I was sitting on the couch and she came over and she was like, "Here, just like take this bag for a second. She dropped it square <laughs> and, on your nuts. <laughs> and when I like. I was not expecting it to be as heavy as what it was, but I physically like <laughs> leaned forward because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> That's like when I dumped the weighted blanket on her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's so funny. we're we're good on chocolate for the rest of the year. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. I just want to get you more chocolate now, so that you have like a supply that never runs out. <laughs> I went to bulk burn and I got fifty dollars worth of chocolate, which was a garbage bag. It's just those thin little wafer chocolates that you melt, but hey, it's hey, still good. Yeah, Baker's chocolate still got chocolate in the name. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. That's why I asked you about your chocolate. That's right. Because I just wanted to dunk on you. Dab on me. <laughs> I bought myself a single cherry's chocolate orange. Oh, is that all? <laughs> well, listen, between your 21 pounds of chocolate and my electric toothbrush, I think one of us is going to have a better smile by the end of the year. <laughs> that's a good call. That is a good call. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's uh, that's it. That's, that's kind of our Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> have fun editing all that nonsense, Mike. <laughs> that's fine. I like it. I mean, I'm the asshole that poured a drink while I was talking, so. (laughs) Yeah. I bought myself some stuff, too, for Christmas, because, like I said, I was going to wait to see how gifts panned out. Right. I finally got convinced to, uh, like, spend some money on myself, and I went 
and I dug out an old uh, like prepaid visa. Nice. It expired um, not last May, but the May before. And I've just been Shit. holding on to it, not realizing it's been expired. Uh, I was pissed. So it was 50 it bucks. It didn't work, I guess. Down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, oh, once it's activated, yeah, you can just get a new one. But if you didn't activate it, that money gone. Right. Which is such a pain in the dick because, like, gift cards don't expire, but the prepaid visa, because it's a visa, does. Yeah, I know. It's super annoying. Yeah. No, yeah. I was pretty disappointed, so I had to spend some of my own money on myself. Uh, what'd you get? <laughs> uh, I bought a video game that I've been holding out on because um, I, I, I don't like paying full price for games, even if I know I'm going to play it um, in yeah. most cases. Okay. Uh, I bought myself the cheapest drill I could find. Nice. <laughs> 50 Was bucks. Ryobi? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I don't feel like giving a brand shout out either uh, because I also can't remember. <laughs> but it's 50 bucks. So I, I, Perfect. <laughs> I was taking a look at it. I'm like, well, it has a lot of the same specs as other drills. Um, you know, we'll hey. see how it goes. Haven't hey, really I used... I feel like for, for your, you know, little side projects and stuff. Yeah. Where you're not like professional at this point. So, you know, it has a nice thing where it's yeah. only on or off. There is no speed control, which I think is funny. Perfect. And there's a button that's just like, leave it on. So you don't even have to hold the trigger. I'm like, neat. That would have come in handy. That's actually perfect for what I do because it usually takes ages. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, no, no one's such a pain in my dick. Um, I'll get to the story I promised I'd, I'd share with you. So when I was out tool shopping and stuff, I lost mm-hmm. my fucking angle grinder wrench. Which really? Such a pain in the in the nethers. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need it. You just That's need true. it. That's true. Yeah, you just need it. And, I, and it's I, one of those random things. <laughs> I, I cannot find it. I searched through like my tool chests and like um, just the area where I keep all my smithing shit. Cause that's where I would have had it last. And like, mm-hmm. I cannot find it. I'm convinced like I had it on the deep freeze slash workbench and like it slid behind. But like, I, I like, yeah, I moved all that looking for it. Could not find it. Absolutely right. nonplussed, not impressed <laughs> about this whole situation. Um, so I went and I was trying to find a new one to buy just like a standalone uh, spindle wrench for uh, iron uh, angle grinder. Yeah. And, uh, I saw one. It's like universal angle grinder wrench. And I looked at it. I'm like, I do not see how that fits mine <laughs> at all. It looks nothing like mine. There's 0% chance that will work. Great. So <laughs> then I found another one at a different store. And like just the wrench was like 13 bucks. Shit. But it came with its own <laughs> spindle head, which turns out was good because I took okay. the wrench home try it, to try it on mine. It was the same, same size spindle and everything. I checked that because I'm not a total moron. Yeah, and it it did not fit. It so it didn't fit the one in there. So it's like great. How do I get the one oh, in there no. out to put the new one on? And I had to like jam like one prong in and wrap it all the way around so the other prong was kind of snugged up against the spindle. Nicked right. all that, got it to come <laughs> off, put on the new one, and I'm sure now I'm gonna find the old one in no time. I'm oh absolutely convinced. Uh, I was so mad that I decided to not forge that weekend. I was so mad at that experience. Um, so I'm waiting for this weekend. That's pretty sweet. Um, I'm sure it'll go a lot better. Hoping. Yeah, hoping. Because <laughs> it felt bad to like, 
on like like i was gonna forge over the holidays and stuff it's like it, it's christmas i don't want to wake true. people up on like <laughs> boxing day with angle grinding in my backyard or whatever <laughs> so i'll put it I off mean, that's very considerate of you yeah and then the next weekend was when i discovered i was missing tools and was too mad to actually do it that weekend yeah i get it there's nothing worse than missing the thing that you need at that moment. Ah, because I was getting ready to go outside. And I'm like, all right, got the angle grinder. Oh, that's the wrong disc on the grinder. I'll let me go change that. Where the fuck is the wrench? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the worst time for it to go missing, right? Yeah. Well, yesterday I lost my uh, headphones. And I was tearing up the house looking for them. I was so mad at myself because I knew I was distracted the last time I had them. So I was like, they could be anywhere. And I right. tore apart everywhere where I usually have them, couldn't find them at all. I was doing this for like literally like 20 minutes in front of Sydney as she was like playing a game. <laughs> and then she's just like, yeah, that's so weird. Well, you can borrow these other ones that I found. Like, I think like I got them somewhere else. <laughs> they were mine. And she had put them in her backpack. And I had to sit there and look at the woman I love and like hold that volcanic eruption inside. I say that because I do express myself and annoy her in certain ways. So, you know, I I, I say that uh, because today I really, really upset Sydney a little bit, um, which I thought was funny. Um, I don't feel so bad doing it now in the context of how much she um, didn't upset me at all yesterday. Um <laughs> I, like, I, I grilled her about it today. I was like, so you watched me tear up the house looking for it, and it didn't occur to you that it might be the same one. She's like, nope, didn't cross my mind. Uh, I thought it was unrelated. That's amazing. <laughs> and so today um, I got off work, and I see Sydney's in the living room. And I think before I go in and talk to Sydney, I think I'll just do something funny instead. So what I did was connect my phone to the Bluetooth speaker in the house, which I knew was cranked up kind of high. And right. um, I started blaring the horse cock song, which <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar. Pardon me. The lyrics are pretty vulgar. There's yeah, no there's no cock like horse cock. Send your asshole into shock. <laughs> which she knows has been in a couple of memes I've seen lately and have died laughing at for one reason oh or another. Oh my God. And she doesn't like it because she's more upset by how catchy she finds the song. Right. Because <laughs> it's kind of a bop. <laughs> so I had that blaring from the speakers and I got to watch her freak out and it was great. And it was the most delight that I felt in ages. And um, she, she was like, she... She really reacted. And I said one of the most insensitive things I could have said. I said, for somebody that claims to have dealt with bullying before, you sure are reacting a lot to this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which, one of the meaner things I've said, in fairness. (laughs) So I'm sat in the armchair. I I sit down and join her. And she is... Well, she's upset. Not happy. She's she's letting me know just how not happy she is with having to hear that song for the umpteenth time, right? Which, which is not accurate because I was playing the meme. I hooked up and played the meme, <laughs> so it was just a clip of the song. It was like just the chorus on repeat. 
Um, <laughs> so she hadn't actually heard the whole song, and she was telling me how annoyed she was with me about this. Um, and she she got really specific and was yelling, and she was like, "I bet I know what I bet you did. You didn't you didn't just like think of this out of the blue. You you I bet you like." got my phone or whatever i was like hey siri why don't we just interrupt sydney's podcast and play the horse cock song that i put that mike plays sometimes why don't, why don't i just plan that ahead so every day when mike gets off work he can announce he's on his way by just playing the horse cock song what is that what you thought mike is that what you thought was a good idea you got you did that didn't you like and then before i could muster up a response because i was smiling too hard um Siri piped up and said, I'm sorry, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Perfect timing by Siri. Yes. Siri has great comedic timing, actually. And um, so then we both laughed so hard we cried. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so funny. Oh, man. And the funny thing is, it was like the former. It was just, I, I thought to do it the moment of. Nice. And <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> I scared the shit out of the cat, too, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good prank. I should try that. <laughs> the funny thing is, because I never actually listened to the whole song myself, or I've never went looking for it, but today I did, because she was saying, like, it's only like the chorus or whatever too. And so I found a channel on YouTube that was hosting the song. (laughs) The thumbnail was some kind of like, I think it was, it's from like, I have no fucking clue, but the thumbnail was like, it was fallout themed, right? Like there's an atomic bomb going off and there was a guy in a vault suit, except the guy was a furry. (laughs) I was like, I have so many questions. That's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, I'll send you the song after. Sounds good. I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> so, uh, what games have you been playing lately? I've. Uh, what game did you buy specifically? I bought Baldur's Gate Three. Nice. Okay, you've been talking about that one a little bit. I'm a little late to the party. But I'm um, excited okay. to see if this whole Dungeons and Dragons thing is as fun as people say it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so far, how do you like it? I like it, but it's really I'm trying so hard not to be me while I'm playing it in terms of like trying to micromanage every little thing and like, oh, I didn't pass that check. I better go back and load it up again. Like, right. Um, I'm pretty good about that. Um, now I'm just trying to enjoy it. But I have also seemed to have, I'm, I'm, I think pretty close to locking myself into a romantic relationship that I do not care for. <laughs> Cause it was like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out or whatever. It's like, oh, this is a date. <laughs> and now my option is like, go and kiss, kiss the person or like tell them I'm not into it. And it's like, oh no, where's the let them down easy. I'll even roll a persuasion <laughs> check if you, if I must, but. Can I please make? I would need to be as gentle as possible here. Yeah. Or what I'll <laughs> actually not to hurt this person. What I'll probably do is string them along until somebody better comes along. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like the most Perhaps. reasonable thing to do. That's tactful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you slowly, gradually ease your way 
away from them. Yeah. No, no. Maybe you should stay at camp. Maybe maybe don't join the party this time. Yeah, maybe I'll just have my alone time. You, you know, I haven't done that in a while. Hold down the fort here. Yeah, you, 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 just, you just hang out. You just hang out with the vampire fuckboy. Don't let him suck you. is really curious how this person swings their axe you know <laughs> yeah you know ow they, they we just synergize more sorry babe <laughs> they got just they just have a little bit more power with those sturdy legs <laughs> i feel bad too because i was playing um wrath of the righteous the pathfinder game which has been really good and i've really enjoyed it and i do like the pathfinder games mm-hmm. but it's a little less accessible to me because it's like, all right, in the first path, like Pathfinder Kingmaker, it's like, we got all your standard classes, plus some weird ones like Alchemist. Pretty cool, huh? And then, like, it's like in Wrath of the Righteous, it's like, do you want to play as a Scald? How about a Slayer? Why not a, like, all these random classes? Why not play as a, like, Inquisitor? And it's like, what the fuck even is that? All these classes seem complicated. Okay, fine. I'll just play as a barbarian, and it's like great. Oh, your whole party's made out of the complex, complex class. It's like no, fuck, shit, <laughs> Jesus. I'm I'm not a total idiot. I understand how RPGs generally work, but yeah, sometimes it's like I don't want to manage the guy that his whole like class feature is like switching in between passive bonuses and stuff. It's like sometimes you just want to pick up and play. And I know easy mode exists, but still, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. So Pathfinder's been nice. Also, the fact that it's like fully voice acted and stuff—it's, it's just nice. Yeah. No, it sounds good. That's the one that you got me. You bought for me, right? <laughs> the first one was Pathfinder Kingmaker. I got that yeah. for you. Wrath of the Righteous is the one where they're like, let's do all complicated classes. Right, um, yeah. The story's no, I like pre- the other one. I played that one a bit. Yeah, Kingmaker's good. Fun. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no problems. <laughs> All right. It's probably time for a green text, huh? Oh, yeah. It's getting in that, been a while. in there. Yeah. I mean, don't get probably me wrong. some good, good ones lately. You know? <sighs> Man, listening back, um, I listened to Rat King Energy, and uh, I loved it. That was... <laughs> When I edited it, I was like, that was pretty good. And when I went back and listened to it, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was good. Racking energy. That, that was one of the better green text. And it, the thing is, it, the green text lined up with what we were talking about. So it was much. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect in that regard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't I just do a uh, Dungeons and Dragons green text then? Perfect. All right. I got a long one if you're okay with it. I, I, we could probably make it work. Yeah, let's make it work. Let's okay. All right. Okay. So in a thread about dumb shit, uh, Anon comments, dumb shit as in accidents, being excessively stupid, or stuff you would just define as being too dumb for your player to attempt. Okay. My paladin was sitting alone in the tavern while the party was doing some irreputable thing and didn't want me knowing when a peasant comes in to warn everybody to hide. Scouts saw an orc army had been... that. Ha- <laughs> Scout saw that an orc army that had been alluded to during the entire campaign was just a few hours march away. The rest of the party had no idea and were away and were actually getting killed by being stupid and being led into an obvious trap. My paladin character 
who had been laughed at for the entire life for one thing or another, stepped up with an air of determination that would have made the most epic veteran of many wars quiver. He told nice. the guards how to set up defenses. Sorry? Oh, just, just good, good stuff. <laughs> he told the guards how to set up their defenses as he rode off to prevent the town from being destroyed in any means he could. The orc army had been devastating the lands. Since the beginning of the campaign, uh, we've heard about an epic level half-fiend oak fighter specked cleric of the orc god leading <laughs> the campaign. That's a fucking mouthful. <laughs> epic level half-fiend orc fighter specked cleric of orc god leading the campaign oh, yeah. on his <laughs> no-weaknesses vampire fang dragon. Jesus Christ. Okay. His army of 10,000 marched to the town to claim it for their god. And my level seven paladin rode off to stop the reign of fear and destruction here. I met an orc scouting party and told them to get their boss to surrender. Otherwise, this would be the last day he sees on this earth. They laughed, so I fought back and broke their squad and won the fight against the ten of them by being smart and getting lucky. The rest of the party had uh, been wiped by falling in the most obvious traps and getting backstabbed. And so I wanted to scream at them for being so stupid and warning them, but I wasn't about to metagame. So the DM concluded that the campaign was over, but I stated I wanted to continue. And if I died, I died, but at least I would see the rest of the story. Damn it. (laughs) It's very demanding. Like ADM, me and you were doing some one-on-one sessions. Hope you don't have any vacation booked off because I need this. It's too bad. This is the only thing I have in my life. (laughs) You grab your DM by the ears. I need this. Don't you take it from me. Everyone laughed at me. Don't you laugh at me too. (laughs) So there I was at the edge of the forest watching the orc army move past me. I took out my bow and fired a shot into the mass, killing something. Then again and again until they realized that someone's killing them from the forest. The thing about an arrow is that it works Mm -hmm. in reverse too. Because when somebody's dead with an arrow sticking out of them, it kind of points to where the fucking archer is. (laughs) Anyways... (laughs) It's not like a bullet, but whatever. Uh, they yeah. <laughs> they sent in a group to find out who it was. I hid from all of them, and I killed anyone who found me. I continued shooting into the mass, and they sent more into the forest. That's how I play Mountain Blade. Um, <laughs> I continued this for a few more minutes until I found the vampire fang dragon in the sky flying towards the forest. He used some sort of fire breath attack for some reason and started burning down the forest. What the fuck do you mean for some reason? <laughs> The same reason the Americans use Agent Orange in Vietnam. Because <laughs> the people shooting at them were in the trees. <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> I took pot shots at the dragon until I pissed it off something fierce. I ran through the cover of the forest and searched for the fallen sturdy log and high V-shaped tree bearing. I lifted the log using all my strength and dragged it to the uh, the sorry the y-shaped tree bearing i fired flame arrows into the air to show the dragon where i was i mounted up as i saw it approach and when it was close enough i did something stupid compared to everything else it really <laughs> was stupid <laughs> i rode my war horse up the log and jumped in the air as high as i could and then oh, no jumped off passing all the necessary rules <laughs> to do so and jumped on top of the dragon and grabbed the evil orc cleric boots and de-saddled him and made him fall (laughs) sure bud in the (laughs) in the meantime the dragon bit me 
and did a lot of damage and two negative yeah. levels. <laughs> My horse died from the fall. Rip. And I rolled oh, a no. hit and luckily did max damage on my called shot to the dragon's wing, tearing it out. It plummeted into the pine tree forest below, staking itself into the trees. Shit. In its death throes, it breathed an everlasting curse against me and screamed to its master to avenge it, breathing fire everywhere. <coughs> and now in the clearing, I grogged in pain. <laughs> As I attempted to heal myself while standing and watching through hazed eyes as the half-fiend orc approached me, giant bone tower shield and great war axe in hand, I saw orc warrior circling the area. The orc warlord said something in orcish, and its warriors stopped circling us. I hope your ancestors grieve at the knowledge of the stupidity... <laughs> I wish I could didn't stutter at the important parts. I w- <laughs> I hope your ancestors grieve at the knowledge of the stupidity they have sired. You will die this day, and not even in death will you escape the fate that you will face. As an eternity of pain beyond your comprehension awaits you, your soul will be forever engulfed in suffering, and it will know no repentance. As he heals Just... himself and buffed himself up, all you'll find this day is death and forever on only pain. We roll initiative. <clears throat> I win. Uh, but I miss, so I draw back. I move an attack. One attack hits and brings me down to 15% HP. Oh, my oh, God. No. I That's slam against... <laughs> in one hit, I do 85% damage. Uh, <laughs> I slam against a tree, and I'm brought down to four hit points. I pass my four uh, save against massive damage. New round. I hold off my turn until he's close enough to attack. As he comes near, feel accomplished, Paladin, as you made this day rememberable, for myself at least, and I will make sure there will be no one left to remember you, your name, or what you did here. That village will burn, and all within it will die. You are nothing but a stain on my blade. Nothing. <laughs> Savage. Um, I knew it. This was it. And there's no way I was going to live through this. Not even with a crit. I was going to die, but God damn it, I was going to go down swinging. <laughs> so he spoke my epitaph to my own thoughts and memories, detailing everything he knew and why he'd become a paladin. And even though everyone had laughed at him and ridiculed him and that he would save them, even if they never, ever cared, even if no one cared or he would ever care. He walked up to deliver the final blow and I screamed out loud and swung, screaming in my dungeon master's basement as I threw dice at the table. <laughs> Sorry, I added that part. I'm editorializing a little. <laughs> All hope resided in this die. I wanted something rememberable, a scar to leave him with. Up to this point, this die I had used always failed me when it mattered the most. But I kept using it for the day because of all its bad luck that one day it would churn out luck so unbelievable that it would count at just the right time. <laughs> and so I rolled to make it spin making it last forever. And then it finally came out. I had rolled a nat one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit in your mess, paladin. <laughs> I groaned and the DM laughed at me. He said, roll again to see how bad you fail. So I rolled again. Another one. Oh my god. 
for people keeping track at home, that's a was it one in four hundred chance? <laughs> I groaned again, and the DM laughed again and told me to roll again. And if I got another one, I was dead. I rolled and thought about how embarrassing it was going to be to die by my own hand. It was another one. Oh no! <laughs> I sat there in complete pity, pissiness, and I threw my <laughs> dice in the fucking trash can as the DM laughed and consulted his book of critical failures. He rolled his dice and referenced the book and froze. What, did I decapitate myself or something? He didn't say anything. Well, what is it? He just looked at me in befuddlement and spoke the words that I will never, ever, ever forget. Player and adjacent target die. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) Uh, It's an all right story. It's a pretty good story, I think. <laughs> and then he snapped back to reality from his daydream. <laughs> there he was, passed out over his work desk with several empty cans of beer. Working at home from working from home has been hard for Phil. <laughs> he started making up people just to get by. I had a thought that um I really don't mean for this to sound disparaging or like I'm belittling anyone here. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like during COVID, a lot of streamers got popular because they would join like Zoom calls or whatever for school and then just just cause a riot. Just oh, like, yeah. just go buck wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to know if anybody who does cam girl work or whatever you'd want to call it. Like if they've ever successfully infiltrated a roll 20 group and that was like part of their whole channel's deal. It's like, watch me, you know, Jill off and play D and D and we'll see how long I can go before I get caught. And I actually have to play good D and D or whatever. Now I feel like, there's a there's a market for that for sure. I think just for pure humor, I would watch it, but it, it's it's gross because obviously we don't want to expose anybody to anything yeah. gross when they're playing roll twenty. But that's why you can't get caught. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. I don't know. Like, I, I the thought occurred to me. And I'm like, well, we're not doing that for improv, so. <laughs> Can you imagine? I I did, and I said, I don't want to do this, because I know Tyler's going to make me be the cam girl. Um, But I'd be curious, like, how long somebody could do that. I mean, if they're quiet, I feel like they could do it for a while. I don't want anybody to get into that without consent or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So I guess you'd have to get a bunch of really open-minded people together. Yeah, and you're gonna true. play a session of D and D, and one person has to edge the whole time, and by the <laughs> end of it, and it's a secret. Everybody opens the envelope. Nobody knows like who who's the edger this time, Holy and by shit. the end of the game, we have to guess who was edging the whole time. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> there we go. That's fun. We all we all agree to it. That's hilarious. And we listen to each other with extreme suspicion. 
Hey, you stuttered a lot just trying to say fireball. You were like, <laughs> which makes me think <laughs> you were riding something fierce. <laughs> you usually have such a good poker face. I'm like, no, I, I, it's an actual stutter. I swear to God, I'll show you, you yeah. know, uh, all the mean messages I got from cyberbullying because of my stuttering or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, fine. Well, DM, you kept on saying you had to look up the the next page in the module. I don't know. You usually read these things ahead of time. <laughs> That's not the only magazines you were flipping through. <laughs> oh my god! Secret Bader is a fun game, but you, everybody has to be on board, of course. Yeah, it's like Werewolf, but different. <laughs> <laughs> One night of passionate Werewolf. oh my god that's funny (laughs) but i feel like okay if the cam girl did it like no one would know well she's not gonna be like oh like this is what i'm doing no but what i mean like what you know you leave the mic on a little bit and there's some macaroni in the pot with the wop 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 or whatever (laughs) and like what i mean is like you might get caught that way or like one of your viewers is like all right Somebody got to tell Matt Mercer that his special guest star is actually up to no good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that paladin's been laying hands somewhere else, I'll tell you. Oh, Tyler. Well done. It'd be so weird, too, if it was like a big D&D group. It's like, yeah, we're upset with you and we're going to sue you because because you did this without our permission it's like yeah hey it's me um wait what's the name of this streamer i we don't do a lot of venn diagram anymore but come on what's the name of the streamer that plays D and jerks off um let's see shit uh, the mind Probably. sprayer That'd be a good Twitch name. Um, oh man, what's that one that sees everything? Like the the big eyeball. Oh, Beholder. Yeah. There's something there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I thought you had it. If you're asking about it. <laughs> well, I didn't know the name of it at the time. <laughs> Behold Miss Watt. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. okay, I guess. You haven't brought your A game today, I'll say that. You are definitely excel at a different kind of improv. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be a cam guy. We don't know. A mage handjob. There you go. <laughs> Big B's big hand job. <laughs> hand job is popular in D and D. Mordecai's marvelous manscaping. There you go. That's a good one. I did like your joke of the paladins laying on hands. Oh, um, this kind of reminds me. I don't. Did this ever come up on the podcast? I don't think so. Um, 
I came up with an idea that I thought was quite funny and Sydney found to be deeply upsetting. Okay. So, in a fantasy realm, there might be brothels, there might be sex workers. Yep. So, what if there was a minotaur sex worker named Tenderloins? <laughs> Oh shit, that's good. Yeah, that was um <laughs> that was enough to deeply upset Sydney actually. Um Oh man. <laughs> and so there was an asterisk on the um the improv list cuz I said <laughs> the brothel where tenderloins works, which just like just come up with more <laughs> which we're kind of doing now, so I figured we'd mention it. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Oh, morning wood elf. That's good. Um, what about like bag beholding instead of bag of holding? <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they call me Magic Mouth for a reason. I'm listening through like the weirdest spells. <laughs> magic Mouth does sound like it'd be like that, though. It's basically just a magical speaker. Yeah. Magic Mouth does sound like... Yeah. They were doing something when they came up with that one. Yeah. Anyway, send in <laughs> send in your magical smut to the article for Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Tyler. <laughs> do we have anything else we need to talk about? Any other ideas? I don't think so, man. I mean we can do another green text. Yeah, let me check my list. Hit us with another one. Oh shit. Yeah. Alright, well hit us with hit us with the last green text, Mike. Play us out. Play us out. <laughs> Play it again, Sam. <laughs> do that last one again. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> Huh. Um, a buddy of mine went off to college a few years back and ended up sharing an apartment-style residence with four other gamers. Bet it smelled great. At first, they were pretty <laughs> cool guys until I was invited to a game with them, and the entire lot of them were that guys. Playing anthropomorphic mm. characters, being chaotic random. One player had a custom-made gotcha. vampire race that was stupidly overpowered and uh, only had... <laughs> A L A of plus one. Not sure what that means, but whatever. Shit had to stop, and I knew that it was my duty to stop it. Right. Playing a lawful evil human wizard who specialized in the creation of magical items. His character concept (laughs) was was that wealth was often equal to power, and what better way to make cash uh, on the up and up than by creating and selling gear catered to adventurers and the elites? Another quirk of his is that he always kept a a grimoire on him in which he wrote the names of those he and his party had slain. If a name was unavailable, he would write a brief description, approximate age, and location of death. Whenever Mm -hmm. they'd stop in a major city, he would copy the most recent additions and deliver it to the uh, mortuaries as an act of respect to the dead. I actually made this book in real life and filled it out after every fight. That's cool. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I actually had that with one ranger I played once. I wrote down like all the coolest monsters we killed because it is a nice scrapbook because you forget about some of the stuff you do. That is cool, yeah. Um, I went full out on this guy and regularly made the party's equipment for three quarters of the cost that it would have had been for them to buy it, often giving (laughs) discounts if it suited both of our needs for them to have the better gear. My only stipulation was my loot be kept on me 
and not with the party's funds. By the end of the campaign, Smart. I was several levels under the party, but had a huge stockpile of gold saved up to buy a nice <laughs> island somewhere to live the good life. There you go. <laughs> That's how I play D&D too. <laughs> I mean, I'm always like the potion hoarder. Like, what if I need it? But um, I'm trying to be better about that too, playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, that's Gotta true. spend money to make money sometimes. That's true. And other times it's like, why would I buy all this gear? I can't wait to get to the first real town where they'll sell good stuff. Um, <laughs> we finish off an evil Draco Lich that was bent on world domination and are about to go our separate ways when the par- bar- party barbarian stops my character and demands I give them back the gold that they paid for their equipment or he would just kill it and kill me and take it from me. Wow, what a dick. I tried to reason with the rest of the party, but they're all being greedy idiots. And it was four versus one. Wait, so he his buddies in this game, right? Yeah. <laughs> just to check back in. Yeah, really. <laughs> it was four of you one, and I wasn't allowed spells from outside the player's handbook. So none of the fantastic bullshit of uh, celerity could save me. And the barbarian would unquestionably beat me on initiative if it got to combat. Resigned to my fate, I did the only thing I could do, and I spoke one last thing to them. la li lu li lo <laughs> Our cleric's armor suddenly burst in the sunlight. The barbarian's weapon animated and began to attack him, while his armor locked up in place, freezing him on the spot. The rogue was disintegrated <laughs> on the spot as his gear spontaneously blasted him with magical rays. Within a round, the party was dead or incapacitated, save for my character, who calmly approached the frozen barbarian as he was being hacked apart by his own weapon. I pulled out his book and flipped it to the first entries. As I described this, as I pulled out my copy of the book and did the same thing, turning it so the rest of the table could see that their names had been scrawled the day I met them. (laughs) There was never any doubt in this outcome. I knew your greed would overwhelm you and took the necessary measures to stop you when it did. Perhaps if you'd simply let things go... It wouldn't have gone just as planned. Holy shit. <laughs> the table kind of stared at me in silence. I didn't play a very talkative role in the campaign and usually kept what I did separate from the party pretty brief. <laughs> they hadn't known my alignment, as my evil deeds were usually of the subtle sort, such as unfair contracts and manipulating the party into doing what I had planned. After the final <laughs> fight, I gathered the loot from the Draco Lich's horde, including the materials and instructions required to make a phylactery of my own. The campaign ended with my character getting the credit for saving the continent and being lauded as a hero. And then the others were quickly forgotten, as I claimed they had fallen <laughs> under the influence of the Dracolich and had been destroyed. The only <laughs> legacy left of them were their names scrawled in my book. Holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I love this, but I'm kind of a shitter too, because I read that and I see like, I kept what I did separate from a lot of the rest of the party. Like I had planned to kill them from the start. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of think how much of a dick were you in game that this was kind of like, we're ready to gang up on you. Cause we're sick of like the last four months we gamed with you. That is true. You know, I mean, it is telling from the perspective of this person. So he's going to obviously going to make themselves seem like the good person, you know? Yeah. I played a campaign that in the last session, it devolved into a ridiculous fight and I had the town guards intervene because it felt like it was just wildly unfair. 
uh, a bunch really? of players picked, decided, like three people decide they're gang- going to gang up on one other guy and kill him, which I did not oh, think no. was fair or justified. So I had the gar- town guard step in. That seems shitty. I, like, I can't imagine playing a game with somebody for four months and then not leaving the table friendly, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, I feel like there's some stuff going on here. Yeah, there's definitely been, yeah, he definitely played that up to sound like the good guy, didn't he? Yeah, I made all that's their nonsense. beer. <laughs> I washed their feet. I did, yeah, I did all the good things. They walked all over they me. They made me taste <laughs> test all the poisons for some reason. And then I put all their gold in my pocket. (laughs) And then I plan to murder them. Hey, why is it taking so long to make my plus one armor? No reason. And he's like busy scrawling sigils on the inside of it to blow their fucking tits off when the code word spoken out loud. (laughs) You played the long game, that's for sure. So what did he do? He sat at the table and was like, yeah, I'm going to kill them at some point. It's going to be great. (laughs) This also raises the question. So the DM was just like, can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, really? This is a fun vibe. (laughs) I can tell all these people like each other. I sure hope that. (laughs) I sure hope this goes that way. Honestly, wouldn't it be so frustrating if you did that? You did all that prep, and then you just didn't get to blow off your bomb or whatever. You didn't get to use it. You just like, well, yeah, we're all friends, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> show us the book. No, yeah, I can, I can see like if that was your character's choice. I guess in the very beginning, you didn't trust people. So you set up a contingency just in case. But, like, I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but they're already in the book, which, I mean, I feel like he might have been acting in bad faith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well. That's it, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to play a game where it, it was so uh, so much anger, you know? Yeah, I can understand, like, party members not getting along. In fact, in some games I've played, like, that's just been the case. It's like, I'm oh, I'm never going to agree with you for most of these things or whatever. But, like, right. I mean, I also try to separate that as a... Uh, it's also just, like, the kind of characters I play, too. Like, right. you know, I, there's times where it's just, like, I'll be weirdly idealistic. It's like, no, we can't kill this guy because, you know it's monstrous like you know it's a pain in the ass but we have to take them back to town and take them to court or whatever right yeah kind of thing um that makes sense so like i've been i i i've disagreed with people at the table about stuff like that before but it's usually more so about like no i i think that plan is bad like i think somebody will die to traps if we do it that way or whatever right that's fair just trying to protect the protect the group you know yeah 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 yeah, well, I guess on that note, <clears throat> uh, follow us on Instagram at the Argo Bargle Pod. Uh, send us your emails at the Argo Bargle Pod at gmail.com. Uh, Happy New Year, and thanks for bargling in. Thanks for bargling. Bye.
had 17 improv scenes to choose from. All right, let's go uh, number 10. A real historian being interviewed by an alien conspiracist. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, did you see all those UFOs last night? Last night? No, I I didn't see any UFOs. Were there? <laughs> yeah, there's always UFOs. Every, every single night. Dating all the way back to the 1800s. These... Okay, but why... Just 1800s. Okay. Um... <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not the historian. That's you. That's your job. Yeah, right. But <laughs> you tell me historically, why. Historically, like, yes, unidentified flying objects exist, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Unidentified just means unidentified. It might be like a plane flying without any lights, or it might be no. Oh no, no. I know these aliens have been hiding. Okay, <laughs> hiding in plain sight. All right. So, like, are we making a documentary, or like, why? What? What did you kind of want to ask me about today? <laughs> you know what? That's a great question. Uh... <laughs> I thought you were doing the interview. <laughs> I thought you were making a documentary or something. I had all my books ready about like the Romans, but okay. we're All right. <laughs> all right. Tell me what it says in your history books about... Uh... About the Roman Empire and the alien slaves they used. <laughs> well, alien can mean just foreign, and they did, yeah. I'm... No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about them little green fellas that came from the sky. Well, none of the historical record actually shows any little green fellas. Um mm. You know, a lot of uh, Roman uh, art, like uh, the, the marble statues most everybody's mm-hmm. familiar with those were actually painted back in the day and um they so some historians have uh done studies and found that there was a lot of like bold flesh tones and brass colors for armor on these uh, statues uh not a lot of green actually uh um, yeah okay that's because it faded <laughs> right but the other ones faded too no <laughs> i heard that Michelangelo just painted over little green people. <laughs> there was, yeah, I mean, now there's some, I will grant it that some uh, x-ray studies of like the, the Sistine Chapel did show a lot of the cherubs had slightly narrower chins and bigger yeah, eyes, but I don't think that necessarily means aliens. I mean, no. it's just a rough Extraterrestrials, tra- I guess is what you would call them, right? I I didn't say that. I I think maybe a front uh, first draft was maybe he had a hard time drawing on such a sloped ceiling. But um, them little ET shitheads. <laughs> so do you? So you don't like aliens? I th- like. I thought maybe like you were trying to find like the truth, but you. I feel like you really don't like them. No, I love them, but you know you got to keep them. Keep them where they are. Are you a racist <laughs> against aliens? No. <laughs> I feel like you're really racist against aliens and all our achievements. All their achievements. Not real achievements. I just think Shit. they need to stay, stay in the outer space. That's yeah, all. we sh- they should. I, if they're real. You know, be like E.T. and go home. <laughs> okay, well, 
I can tell where I'm not wanted. See? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 2024 is going to have weird energy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 